What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 208 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I appreciate you tuning in. Chris Villeneuve out of Ottawa, Canada, is the man behind the Junior and the Kid brand, and he has a great story of how he got his start in the food and social media business to honor his late grandfather. Junior and the Kid has a great lineup of barbecue sauces with some slightly out-of-the-ordinary flavors, and he is also selling fresh barbecue at markets and events around Ottawa, as well as doing some catering. You can also find his sauces at a growing number of retailers across Canada and online at juniorandthekid.com. Go check it out while you have a listen to our conversation. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Motley Q 2022 Competition Bounty Program. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world. So this year, Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get a little extra jangle in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition and take some pictures as video or video as proof. When you win a category or a GC, email Motley Q the proof and they will send you $250 as a bonus for continuing the winning. They will most likely do a post about your win, but will not share any pictures you don't want out there. Your secret is safe with them, Batman. Visit www.motleyq.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E.ca, and click on the Barbecue Bounty Program tab at the top of the screen to get all of the details. Welcome back, everybody, another episode of the podcast. If you listened to last week's episode with Elise Chatterton, I mentioned in the uh, the closing that I had been up at uh, with my wife up in Leduc the previous weekend for the Pitmasters dinner for the Raleigh View Community Association and uh, talked about all the wonderful folks from the Canadian and uh, U.S. barbecue family that we got to meet. And one of those guys is my guest here today. Uh, joining me from Ottawa, Chris Villeneuve Jr. and the kid, uh, doing some great stuff out that way and wanted to get him on and hear about what he had uh, happening there. So, Chris, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thanks for joining me on a Saturday morning. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Uh, question I'll get out of the way right away. Uh, what does barbecue mean to you? Oh, man, barbecue. What does it mean to you? I mean, for me, uh, I mean, barbecue, but also food is, for me, you know, growing up in our family and stuff like that, it was all about bringing people together. Mm-hmm. And I find that, and, and actually last weekend, really, if you want to say, <laughs> solidified that. I mean, it definitely, barbecue definitely uh, brings people together. Absolutely, And yeah. uh, that's, that's for me, that's the most special. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we certainly saw that, right? A bunch of people that uh, hadn't necessarily met each other and uh, uh, within a day or so, it was like everyone was just best friends forever, right? So. Yeah, it almost felt like the last day of high school, you know, all over again kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big party, yep. That's awesome. Uh, so you're in the Ottawa area, I think Orleans. You said uh, when we were chatting last weekend. Yeah, so I'm in the east end of Ottawa. I grew up yep. in the west end, but okay. uh, life has taken me across town. Yep. 
Uh, talk about your background a little, where how you got into cooking and food and all that stuff. Yeah, so uh, I was kind of exposed to food my whole life, really. Um, you know, growing up, it was always we weren't we weren't big on going out for dinner. We were more cook at home, home cooked meals. I can remember uh, my parents with all the casseroles and and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, you know, and then so I was always exposed to it that way. But then my grandfather, he was kind of the you know, my, he was obviously my idol and mm-hmm. um, the one that really kind of you know was hammering home you know family togetherness food yep um and stuff like that so um yeah so that's kind of how i I first got into it and then uh, honestly through watching you know food network and and shows and stuff and watching other people and other chefs and stuff that they were doing uh with food it kind of kind of sparked me plus i'm not a skinny kid i like to eat so (laughs) you know (laughs) not many of us are Um, yeah (laughs) So I just kind of started playing around with food and, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, would, would this go well with that? Mm-hmm. And, uh, sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't, yeah. but, uh, it was kind of cool kind of learning, learning what to do. And, and in Ottawa, I mean, we're pretty lucky in Ottawa now too. We have a pretty good food scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe not quite as, you know, as, you know, places like Montreal or Toronto, sure. but we have some, we have some pretty heavy hitter, uh, you know, restaurants and chefs here in Ottawa. So yeah. we're, we're pretty lucky for that. So. Um, yeah, so it's just tons of food exposure and like I say, it's all about just feeding people and being with people and, yeah. and enjoying a nice meal. Well, and being a, being kind of a government town there in Ottawa, you likely get a lot of different cultures coming in and that's going to creep into the food scene, right? So you're getting a lot of different, uh, exposures, uh, you know, that you can get access to, right? So. Oh, absolutely. There's, yeah. there, I would say there's probably something for every, every kind of culinary, uh, culinary taste here. Yeah. Awesome. You mentioned uh, kind of a French Canadian background. I've got, uh, I have that on half of my uh, my, my family. The the Sanderson part doesn't really uh, reflect that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom my mom is a uh, French Canadian from from Manitoba. So a lot of talk about some of those uh, traditions growing up. Uh, probably some familiar things I'm a little bit familiar with uh, from my uh, Mamere and Papere and. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so we had kind of like some of those, some of those staples that, uh, you know, like tortillas, obviously, yes. yep. uh, you know, at, and, and not just at Christmas, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so we'd have the tortillas. Another big one was, uh, my, so my grandfather, my pair, yep. um, he would make baked beans mm-hmm. and, yep. you know, one of these things where he has one pot, it's only for the beans. Yeah. Um, you know, he makes them, and I don't know if yours was the same way, but ever seemed like every batch was his best batch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, a lot of that would be, you know, of course, and then, you know, the desserts we do like the sugar pies, obviously mm-hmm. my, my prepare used to make this pie. It was called a, he'd call it a pet de sarf pie. So okay. it's, um, the kind of the cinnamon, uh, like, uh, I don't know if you call it a nun's part. I don't know if it's a direct yeah, okay. translation, but almost like a little, a little pinwheel yep. and it goes into a sugar pie and then you bake it all together. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's actually neg- it's negative calories, I think. Yeah, and, uh, it just totally holds up. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's lapped. <laughs> yeah. It's lapped the calories. Yeah, my mamere would make uh, not quite that elaborate, but with uh, when she was making pies, just with the leftover trim pastry, she'd make uh, depets. She called them, just with the, yeah, c- yeah, the yeah. cinnamon sugar and the bread. Yeah, you know, just little bites, yeah. right? So and yeah, and it's cool because now when I do like the farmers markets and stuff like that in Ottawa, I actually yeah. do. Uh, I use his baked beans. Oh, nice. Uh, his recipe. Yeah. I tweak it a little bit. I put, I use my maple bourbon barbecue sauce in mm-hmm. it and stuff and I make it a little more, a little more barbecue. But yeah. I mean, they, they just fly off the, the, off the, the stand at the market. People yeah. just 
jump all over them. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, another one, and I never had the uh, the the nerve or the guts to try it back when I was a kid. That my mamere would make, uh, um, trying to sip out. It was called like seven layers, and it was okay. Uh, yeah, pastry and a lot of different uh, game. There would be some uh, venison in there, and often some rabbit and that sort of thing. So, oh, it was cool. Kind of That's quite, the Manitoba flair. On yeah, well, yeah, you know, grew up in a you know that she grew up in a small farming town. So yeah, that would have been in a nice. little more rural, I guess, than the the urban uh, stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Did you guys do uh, pudding shomar? I doesn't ring a bell for me. So. Okay, it was. Uh, it's basically kind of like a white, like a white cake, but okay. the the sauce that's going. It's not a syrup. It's not a icing. It's just like kind of the sauce, and it's heavily maple and mm. brown sugar. <laughs> Again, yeah, really, really good. That no, sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask my mom. She might have a little uh, more yeah. <laughs> memory of that one. So. Awesome. Uh, well, you kind of touched on it with your prepare, and I was reading your blog there. Uh, I guess that's kind of where the name of the company came from, right, Junior and the Kid? Yeah, so I started the business, uh, and it wasn't even really a, what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in 2018, and about it was about three months after he had passed away. Okay. And so I kind of looked at it as, you know, he was the one who had always inspired me to cook and, and everything like that. So I kind of wanted to do a a legacy thing. Yeah. And, uh, and I was trying, I was kind of bouncing around names and I was like, ah, you know, Jerry and Chris, nah, you know, and I was actually, I had a, I had a roommate at the time and, yeah. uh, I was kind of brainstorming with him. And, uh, so growing up in Ottawa, junior was, was his nickname. Okay. Um, that ever, that everyone would call him. Mm-hmm. And then me, he would always sort of go over whatever. He'd always call me Tiga or, you know, kid or yep. how's it going kid kind of stuff like that. So I kind of went junior and the kid and I'm like, that actually kind of has a, yep pretty good little ring to it and my roommate was like that's it man that's yeah. the one so yeah um so yeah so that's where the that's where the name comes from nice yeah and it uh, it gets people asking you though hey where'd that come from right it's uh lets you share the story so yeah awesome so exactly where, yeah yeah where did the uh, get the barbecue start coming into it from yeah for you where did you get into that so i've always i've always loved barbecue mm-hmm. um but we grew up um like my dad was, he was a gas, uh, gas guy. Okay. Um, you know, so usually propane. Yeah. Um, and then, but it was always like, we, you know, the burgers and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. And then, um, then I kind of started creeping into barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. And so the maple bourbon was kind of my first one. And, uh, and then I kind of started doing ribs kind of thing and, you know, and then kind of started venturing out a little bit. I bought my first, uh, Weber kettle. Yep. That yep. was my first kind of taste of charcoal. Yep. Right. And, I was like, "Ooh, there's something. There's something different here, right?" <laughs> you know. And then even, I mean, for me, uh, I mean, I'd started with briquettes because that's kind of what I what mm-hmm. I saw, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but, but then once I discovered lump charcoal and, and stuff like that, and yeah. um, and then just kind of moved moved on from there. And, and but that was kind of my my first kind of exposures into into barbecuing. And like I said, the sauce has been a an amazing gateway yeah. to you know meeting people and brands and and, and all that. And I mean, now I have pellet charcoal and wood i got, I got <laughs> yeah i got them all now so yep. awesome so the uh, the business started with the sauces then in 2018 it actually started as a as a food blog okay um, yeah i saw that yeah so so to make a long story short uh, i was working in policing yep and uh ended up off on medical leave with uh with you know i was diagnosed with ptsd and, and stuff like that so yeah um but I'm, but I'm not one to just sit around. So, um, 
anyway, so I, I kind of started doing this food blogging thing and yeah. it was great because I met all kinds of great people. My first one was actually at uh, Beaver Tails right okay. down in the Byron market. Yep. So, so went, went there and, but what I would do is I would try to find local businesses mm. and I'd go there, do a write up for them, um, you know, post it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was kind of, I was, then I was, so I had the, the barbecue sauces going too. And I had the maple bourbon on yep. and a friend of mine, uh, was celiac. Um, so she was like, oh, any chance you can do a, make it gluten free. So I'll just make a different one. Yeah. Um, so I did the Chipotle peach right. and, uh, and then, so I was going to all the farmers markets around town and stuff like that. And I wanted to get in as a vendor. Right. And went went in with those, and the feedback was always, "Well, with two sauces, it's probably it probably won't be profitable." So, you know, if you, once you expand your line. Yeah. Um. So within the next six months, I had three more flavors. Um. And then by the following year, I was able to get into uh, markets and stuff. And yeah. then I also started doing catering and and all that kind of stuff. And that's that's when things kind of started to started to roll. Awesome. Awesome. So when did you, when did that happen? You starting in 2018 with the blog, what was kind of the timeline uh, for getting the, into the markets and all the rest of it? Uh, 2020 was actually, yeah. um, you know, it, it's always hard because, you know, I, I have a bunch of friends who have small businesses mm-hmm. and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, they were incredibly negatively impacted by, by COVID and the yeah. pandemic and, Yep. And everything else. Um, I mean, I was, I was one of the lucky ones where yeah. I was actually able to grow my business through, uh, through COVID. I'm, yeah. Like I say, I'm super thankful, but also very, you know, I acknowledge the other side of it as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah. In, in, it's you know, interesting, not necessarily a good way, but to see how some sectors suffered so poorly, even in the food industry, right? The restaurants and the hospitality industry took such a hit, but then folks, uh, yeah. you know, barbecue grill manufacturers, uh, sauce companies, how they prospered, right? It was, a. it's kind of interesting to see just how that, uh, how that all played out. So. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Cause I know, you know, the, the local barbecue spot here and stuff they were yeah. saying, and like they, they, they couldn't buy enough grills yeah. from the, from the suppliers, right? Just cause everyone was starting to, starting to grill. Right. Yeah. So oh, and you're still seeing the backlogs now, uh, with the uh, supply chain issues and stuff getting over here and, uh, yeah, and still, exactly. still, still impacted. So, awesome. Well, and I find too, like yeah. a, another part of the the pandemic too was it really allowed people to kind of discover a lot of local businesses mm-hmm. and yeah. a lot of local products because the farmers markets were allowed to stay open. Right. Right. Yeah. So like we had unbelievable attendance at all the farmers markets, which which was great. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. for for myself and and other other you know businesses too. So. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so you have the six sauces now, is that currently the lineup? I was looking uh, on the website there. Yeah. So I've got the six. Um, those are kind of my, my original six. If you feel yep. uh, the hockey reference, but, yep. um, so those are kind of the baseline. And then what I like to do is, is throw in, um, some, uh, limited releases every once okay. in a while. Yep. So, uh, so last year I had the tequila mango. Okay. Nice. Um, so for everyone waiting, it is coming back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that'll be out soon. It's it's going to be a yearly uh, kind of a summer seasonal. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yep. Um, but then I do have a couple other irons in the fire, and, and a lot of it is too is you know if there's a certain ingredient that I can grab or a certain you know someone someone else is doing some kind of project, and mm-hmm. so for example, uh, my sauces are made in a brewery. Okay. So sometimes, so last year I had done one. They were making a strawberry guava beer, so I made a strawberry guava barbecue sauce nice yep um 
yeah, it was it was really good. So, and then of course at Christmas again, I'll have my uh, my Christmas cranberry. Okay, yep, absolutely. Yeah, you've got some interesting flavors. Uh, kind of not the normal uh, run of the mill barbecue sauce flavors, like you know the maple bourbon. Then you got the pineapple habanero. You're getting some spice in there. Uh, the chipotle peach that you mentioned. Uh, the fire roasted jalapeno. Uh, and the coffee, where did that, uh, the coffee one, where'd that come from? The solar ro- roasted coffee. Uh, so that one, I wanted to do a coffee barbecue mm-hmm. sauce. Um, just, I, I love pork rubs and there's a couple that I'd picked up and they have coffee in them. And yeah. when you put that, I wanted to, so just to kind of enhance the flavor and bring out the coffee in the mm-hmm. rub. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's actually a local roastery, uh, not maybe about a half hour from, from Ottawa out in Clayton near Almont. And, uh, so they use solar energy for all of their, uh, roasting equipment. Okay. And so that's what, that's where the name comes from. The solar roasted coffee. Uh, Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as I always say, Ottawa is the biggest small town. It turns out I actually used to coach their, uh, their nephew, uh, football, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but no, they're, they're amazing people and, uh, and their coffee is, is unbelievable. So they, they send it to me. I get the coffee in, uh, coarse grinds. I cold brew it. And then the coffee goes in, and it's—I gotta say—it's probably—it's probably my favorite uh, sauce out of all my sauces on uh, on a beef rib. Mm-hmm. You put that on a yep. beef rib, and it's just like just takes it to the next level. Yeah, you hear about as you mentioned coffee in rubs. I don't know that I've seen it in a sauce though. So that's uh, kind of an interesting uh, take on that way to you know way to take something that's been happening and shift it around a little. So yeah, and and like and that was with, the thing with my sauces too is you know I, I kind of wanted stuff that wasn't just you know the same thing you see from all the other brands and, and, yeah. not, and that's not to say anything about the other brands. Right. I mean, yeah. um, but I wanted to try to create some, some exciting kind of outside the box mm-hmm. kind of flavors. And, yeah. um, especially at the farmer's markets too, sometimes there's two or three sauce vendors, right? Yeah. So something that kind of makes people stop and go, Ooh, I want to try that. That sounds, yeah, that sounds different than what I see at the grocery store. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, the blueberry stout that would also, that brings in the brewery there, I guess as well. Right. Yeah, that's actually, it's one of the sauces I'm the most proud of. I, yeah. I love that sauce. Yeah. And uh, so that that kid, that was my third sauce that I'd made after the, the Chipotle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'd been going to this brewery for, for years, and I actually worked with one of the owner's uh, moms and stuff like that. And um, So anyway, so I <laughs> I brought home some of their stout, and I'm like, ah, oh, let's, let's try something. So I, yeah. I had done this blueberry stout barbecue sauce, and... Uh, I remember I brought it into them in the tap room. I said, "Hey, I made a sauce with your with your sauce. Try or with your beer. Try this." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's been a, it's been a great partnership ever since. Awesome. Uh, I actually use another one of the I use another New England IPA in the jalapeno as well. Okay, nice, awesome. So, yeah, we used the blueberry. Uh, we did that our class out there in Invermere a few weeks back. We used the blueberry on right. the ribs, and uh, it was excellent. So. Yeah, nice, Thank you. Uh, that's what I created it for. Yeah. Like that's what I had in mind was was ribs pork. Yeah. But I mean, I've kind of tried it on a bunch of different stuff. Anything with uh, with brie cheese, the brie and the blueberry just really pairs nicely mm-hmm. together. Yep. And so it's it's really it's good for it's good for anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, baked brie with a bit of that drizzled over top would be nice. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, might have to run out and get some of that today. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When we return with Chris Vilnov from Junior and the Kid, we talk about how the business got started. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Township 27. Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salads, dressings, condiments for people who love food. 
All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products, and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky View County, Alberta. If you're looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. So you talked about uh, doing some markets, pop-ups, catering. What's happening with that side of the things? Yeah, all all of the above. Yep. Um, so so the farmers market circuit we're in we're in full market mode right now in yep. Ottawa. Um, pr- pretty much every every weekend there's there's markets going on. Yep. Um, and then I got into a few fairs now as well this year. Okay. Um, that'll be my first time doing that kind of volume. I mean, like the the carp fair in the West End. I mean, they they anticipate at least forty thousand people through right during the weekend. Yep. So it's a, it's a lot of ribs, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but, um, and then, yeah. And then, so, you know, uh, I did have a food stand down in the Byward market that, mm-hmm. that opportunity kind of, I've had to reshift focus on that. Yep. Um, but it's actually opened up time and, and opportunity now. So I've been able to take on, um, some events that I have coming up and also, uh, catering. Yeah. Um, which is a lot of fun. The catering, I actually, I really enjoy, especially, even some of the smaller stuff where you're going into people's houses and, and doing right, stuff doing for them. It's, yeah. it, it's in it. You're kind of part of the party yourself. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, yep. Uh, so, so that kind of, so I'm looking forward to that and um, you know, just kind of from here on is kind of, you know, pedal to the floor until Christmas and then I'll, then I'll take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, uh, are you basically doing this full time now for you or are you still, is this, what's the, uh, you know, is this your full time? Yeah, no, I, uh, I guess is that what I'm trying to say. But yeah. I'm I'm trying to get there. Yeah, to, we're not we're not quite there yet. Yeah, but uh, so I do. I work for the city full time as okay. well. Yep. So, um, so I'm pretty lucky. I have a very understanding boss. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so he he allows me to take some time here and there, and and as I need to. So good, good. Um, you know, which is which is great. I mean, you know, the and the, like the office in general. I mean, they're super supportive. Yeah. Um. Which is which is always nice. Awesome, awesome. So when you're doing your events uh, where you're cooking, what are you cooking on at those? Uh, in terms of uh, what kind of grill? Yeah, what do you? Yeah, equipment. Yeah. Uh, so down with the so I, it kind of depends what the event is and sure. how much how much grill space I'll kind of need, kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do the farmers markets, typically I'm bringing the the barrel boss cube. Yep. Uh, my drum smoker. Yep. So I'm bringing that usually uh, the one with the door because yeah. it just makes life easy yeah, absolutely <laughs> you know um but yeah so and, I, and it's so it's great but i'm actually so what i'm going to be doing now too is uh, i'm just shopping around for a trailer yep uh, kind of like a flatbed style kind of trailer and uh i'm just going to bolt all my smokers right to the right to the, the thing put a prep table on it and the whole right. thing yep and i'll just i'll just bring that to events with me mm-hmm. um you know that way whatever i need it's just easy just drop it and, and away you go yeah um but I do, uh, I do, especially after last weekend there, I do have my eyes on, on, a <laughs> on a Troy, uh, a Troy Lewis built yeah. offset smoker. Yeah. Maybe not as big as Corey's, but <laughs> yeah, that thing is a, that's a beauty. So that was unbelievable. Yeah. But, uh, but in like, and having the offset down at the stand, 
um, I kind of started to get, I really kind of started to hone in on, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say the, the craft of offset smoking. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's, a, whole it's a whole other thing. Yep. But, uh, so I'm starting to get a little more comfortable with it, starting to yep. get a little better at it. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm lucky here in Ottawa. I mean, we have sugar maple available. Yeah. Like any, any, any time really. So, yep. um, so yeah, so I, you know, I, I definitely want to lean that way. Yeah. Um, just because, like I say, it's you, it's hard to beat the flavor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you said we were talk, chatting last week, and it's in Oklahoma, Joe Highland, you run the offset, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's and uh, I picked that thing up off uh, Marketplace, and I got it for 200 bucks. Nice. And I was, you know, <laughs> I almost felt bad when I picked it up because yeah. this thing looked, it looked like it was fresh out of the box. But, awesome. Uh, and the guy had done all kinds of modifications to it, too, like okay. all the basically all the mods, the suggestions gas. you see online. Yep. Yeah, the gaskets. He had welded stuff. Oh, like this nice, guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's uh, it's great. It's and it's you know what size wise, it's it's you know I, I'm I'm good with it. And, yeah, manage. Um, yeah, I'd like to do. I'd like to be able to just sit and do a brisket on it mm-hmm. one day. That's kind of the the goal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, you know, I don't know if I have enough beer to get me through that, but we'll, we'll. <laughs> go, see, go see your friends at the brewery there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I was just saying with, if you're talking about this fair where they're going to have the, you know, the 40,000 people, you certainly need the capacity, uh, uh, for something like that. Yeah. Right. So probably every, bringing everything yeah. you got to that one. Right. So, well, and, that, and that's it. Yeah. And you know, and that's why I think the trailer would just be, would be ideal. And yeah. that way I just, I've got them all. And, yeah. um, because uh, I just got the uh, Louisiana grills as well. I got a couple of their their new grills. Okay. Um, so I've got their cabinet smoker, the vertical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I've also got the the new Founders Premier twelve hundred. So. So you got some. Uh, yeah, you huge. have some capacity. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got some some grill real estate. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good. Awesome, awesome. Well, good to hear, man. That's uh, nice to see you getting into that side of things and growing it. Because yeah, I think that's. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, that's where the, the business is going to grow, right? The sauces are great, but uh, uh, it's nice to have that extra yeah. extra stuff coming in. So. Well, and that's it. And, and it's fun. Like, the events are super fun. I mean, they're they're busy as heck, but, yeah. you know, at the end of it, it's it's worth it. And, and it's cool. My parents always, you know, uh, give me a hand and help with the order. Like, I'm mainly doing the cooking, and they're, yeah. you know, taking the orders and heading them back to the, to the customers. So oh, perfect. Um, yeah, it's nice to nice to spend that that time with them. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and you you kind of touched on it there with the uh, Corey's uh, smoker from uh, Troy and uh, Kelly at Barrel Boss uh, and the Pitmasters dinner. You've been announced as the uh, the guest chef for next year's event. So uh, talk about that a little yes. bit. Uh, yeah, I'm terrified. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it should be uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking yep. forward to it. I mean, Corey. I, I mean, I had the privilege of, of cooking were, with yeah. Corey. Yeah. Um, I mean, he did he did all the heavy lifting. But, sure. You know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was it was cool to kind of kind of see it. That was my first time at the Pitmasters dinner yep. in Duke, so um, it was cool to kind of see how it all works and and this and that. And um, like I say, I mean, Corey kind of he set the bar there. But yep. you know, it definitely just the way my mind works too is uh, I'm starting to get some ideas for for next year there. Yep. And um, you know, it's nice too to like people have already reached out that, Hey, you know, listen, if you want me to help next year, I'll, I'll help you. And, um, stuff like that. Corey yeah. being one of them too. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but yeah, but so, you know, in terms of menu and stuff like that, I mean, um, obviously I want to throw my, 
my, my French Canadian yeah. flair in there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think there's, there, you know, we should probably put a poutine on the menu. Yeah. Um, I mean, I might have to ship some St. Albert cheese curds out there, but, um, but yeah. And then, then just, you know, I mean, obviously there'll be the proteins and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but, uh, and then in terms of cooking, I mean, I'll, I'll have some barrels, uh, of course. Yep. I think I can probably find a couple in Leduc somewhere. Maybe possibly. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might know um, somebody. Yeah. I might, I might know somebody, <laughs> but, um, and then, yeah. And then whatever, whatever crazy, you know, grilling thing that Troy's you know, designed just, by then. Designed, I mean, yeah. Oh, what he decided like, to build the yeah. week before or something. Yeah. And we kind of joked about it, but I mean, I feel like as a sauce guy, yeah. um, I don't know. I feel like I need to do some kind of sauce thing, maybe like yeah. a sauce fountain or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. 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 We'll figure, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Lots. Yeah. You got we some got time. time. You got some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. That's uh, I'm excited for you and uh, excited to see that next year. So that's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you and everybody uh, again. It's, yep. it's going to be a good time. So for folks uh, that are in kind of your Ottawa area, any spots uh, coming up over the next couple months where you'll be uh, where you'll be at that folks can come check you out? Yeah, well, I mean, I do. So I do the Navin Fair uh, every month. I mean, that's, uh, that's a great one. The Metcalf Fair as well, I do every couple weeks. Um, and then, you know, Parkdale night market, which is kind of in center town. Okay. Um, and then just kind of pop-ups here and there. So like I said, a lot of people, uh, since I posted about the food stand, mm-hmm. a lot of people have been reaching out to do pop-ups here and there. So the best thing I kind of say is, you know, if you can follow me on, on social medias, mm-hmm. um, I always put on there where I'm going to be and, and where you can find me. And I'm always happy to see everybody's faces. Awesome. Uh, speaking of that social media, uh, at junior dot and dot the dot kid, right? Is the Instagram. Yep. And uh, junior and the kid dot com all spelled out is the website. Any other uh, places where folks should be watching for you? Uh, Facebook as well. Facebook, uh, there's yeah. a, there's a business page there. So junior and the kid. Um, and then, and then that's it. I, I haven't figured out how to tweet. So I just, yeah. I stay away from the tweets. Yeah. The <laughs> tweets and TikTok and Snapchat and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All the all the other things. Yeah. I got I got two or three. That's that's good. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your daughter can teach you about those other things, right? So. Yeah, in a few years probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's already figured out how to take pictures with my cell phone somehow. Yeah. So uh, they uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, almost intuitive for them. Uh, my uh minor yeah. minor just about nineteen and sixteen, so I'm a little a uh, little ahead of you there, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to have that resource, though. You know, how yeah. does this work? Exactly. Oh, let me show you yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and yeah, I saw on the website you've got some retailers that are carrying your sauces. Uh, if you want to throw a little shout out to them. Yeah, of course. I mean, in the Ottawa area, there's, I mean, there's tons. There's uh, 20, I want to say 24. And a lot of them are, are local butcher shops, local, um, you know, local mom and pop shops yeah. um, and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, appreciate all, all of them. And then, uh, I just got into Metro as well. So it's a grocery store out here, grocery nice. chain. Awesome. Um, so I'm in, so I'm in 22 stores there, but it's cool too, because I'm also now, um, I'm in some, some spots in Alberta. Yep. Um, so I've got about three, three retailers in Alberta, one in BC nice. up in uh, Fort St. John. All right. And, uh, and it, it's just, it's, it's cool to, to see it. Not, not in Ottawa, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty incredible feeling. And when I was actually in Duke last year, uh, Troy and I had gone down to uh, backcountry recreation yep. in Red Deer, yep. and uh, I had given them a heads up before we had, had before we had come down. I said, "Hey, I'm 
send in sauce out. Do you need some? And mm-hmm. so it was cool to be able to actually deliver in person. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. in another province. So. Yep. So that was that was pretty cool, but it's Excellent. been nice too. Like a lot of the you know the barbecue community, the the, the barbecue you know guys and gals, and mm-hmm. they're reaching out to their local retailers saying, yeah. "Hey, can we please get this guy's sauce?" And then I'm getting these emails. So um, awesome. huge, yeah, huge appreciation for that. I mean, that's that makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> no doubt, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I meant to ask you about with the sauce. You mentioned your the brewery's doing. Are you going to the brewery and making it yourself? Are they doing it for you? What's kind of that? How, how's that process happening for you? Yeah. So the way that that kind of came about was, uh, so actually my, um, my ex-brother-in-law is the founder of the company okay. of the brewery. Yep. And, uh, so he was kind of watching me go and kind of watching the business go. I was renting kitchens by the hour here mm-hmm. and there. And, yep. um, and at one point he presented me with an offer. He goes, listen, we have about 300 square feet in the brewery. That's just kind of dead space. Yep. He's like, if you want, we can rent it to you and you okay. can build yourself a kitchen. Ah, perfect. And so that's what we do. So yeah. So I, I built myself a kitchen there yep. and a uh, commercial kitchen and it's got, uh, so I, I run on induction. So okay. I use uh, induction cookers yep. and then I use, uh, it's actually, it's kind of nice because I can, beer making equipment is actually perfect for sauce making. Oh ah, yeah. Um, so I use 10 gallon beer kettles yep. and uh, yeah. And I just fire the sauce in and, and away we go. And, it, you know, and it's, it's all made with fresh and local ingredients mm-hmm. too. Yep. There's no, you know, powders or anything like that in them. Anything you, you can read everything on the label. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and the stuff as much as I can too, comes from local, uh, local farmers, local mm-hmm. suppliers. Um, I mean, obviously we don't grow pineapples in Ottawa, but, um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but all the, all the, you know, the, the habaneros, the jalapenos, yeah. um, the coffee, even the maple syrup, the whiskey, it's all from local, uh, Nice. That's awesome. Like to see that. So, uh, so you're doing all the bottling and everything yourself then for now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my, my mom, again, my mom and dad, uh, they out. give me yeah. a hand a lot. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, my poor mom, cause she's, she's five foot zero. Um, <laughs> you know, so by the time you put a pot on an induction cooker on a stainless steel table, yep. right. So we have a, we have a stool for mom and yep. nice. she climbs the ladder and stir, <laughs> stirs the sauce. But, yep. uh, yeah, no. So everything everything's done in house uh, awesome. in terms of yeah the sauce, the bottling, the labeling, um, and, and all of it. So yeah, so as, as as it grows, that gets to be a little uh, more of a burden on you then. Eh? So. Yeah, and, and, and like it's been cool. A couple of cool packers have reached out, oh, and yep. uh, you know they're interested in in helping and, and making sauce, which which you know is kind of twofold. I mean, you you look at the hours that I that I'd be able to save, but mm-hmm. then I mean it's still it's still handmade. It's just made by somebody else, yeah. but you know, yeah. giving somebody else your, your recipe and, and everything. It yeah. just, there's just something about it. Yeah. Yeah. If, as it grows at some point, you almost have to do that unless you want to go into manufacturing yeah. a larger scale manufacturing facility of your own. Yeah. But, uh, that's a whole uh, different wow. investment, right? So. And that's it. And the other side of it too, and, and, you know, obviously because of the pandemic and stuff, but um, you know, with using co-packers and, and stuff like that, I mean, there's, there's buying power there. There's mm-hmm. also, uh, there's also inventory availability. So mm-hmm. there was a while, like during the, during the pandemic, I had to change my bottle. They looked the same, but they were different about yeah. three times. Yeah. You know, just because, just because of what the, what the bottling could, company can get. Yeah. What you could get your hands on. Right. Right. So whereas these co-packers, I mean, they're, they're buying bottles by the 500,000 units yeah. or, or whatever it is. Right. So yeah. in advance as well. Right. So exactly. They have it on, on reserve and the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Yeah. A little more, uh, as you said, buying power there. So, yeah, exactly. 
Awesome, Chris. Thanks so much for doing this. I uh, really appreciate it. It was great meeting you last weekend there, and uh, good to visit here and get to hear a little bit more about your story. So that's awesome, man. Uh, last question I ask everybody: uh, You got one of the uh, one of the grills fired up? It's dinner time. What's the uh, what's the go to for you? Oh, that is hard. <laughs> oh man, uh, my daughter she's a she's a steak lover, yeah. so we we do we do eat a lot of steak. And I'm a ribeye guy myself. Nice. Yeah. Um, or there's there's another cut I discovered too. It's similar to a but a Delmonico cut. Okay, yeah, I've heard uh, of it, yeah. And I guess yeah, and it's it's actually it's a if you're a ribeye fan, it's a it's a great cut. Um, but yeah, so I'd say probably probably a nice a nice steak. Yep, awesome. Know? And but uh, yeah, reverse sear. What's your what's your method? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I smoke it. Um, and then, yeah, I hit it on the, obviously the Louisiana grill. It's got the, that sear plate. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, so I just hit it on the sear plate and then let her rest and, and away we go. That so, worked pretty good. I've looked at it. Um, I, I, I haven't bought a pellet grill yet. That's kind of the one, uh, the one yeah. avenue I haven't gone down yet, but I've looked at the Louisiana or the pit boss with that, uh, with that sear plate and it, it does work. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. It's, uh, I can, I can send you some pictures and videos yeah. there, but, uh, it's uh it's pretty fantastic and, awesome you know it definitely definitely gives you that that crust and that sear that you're nice. that you're looking for yeah awesome yeah for steaks i've been for the last while uh if you've heard of the the just keep flipping method so it's just uh okay. no yeah so it's not uh not reverse sear but it's just uh, right on direct high heat and you just flip it every couple minutes okay. just keep flipping every uh every couple okay. of minutes and it slowly builds up that crust on the outside but the inside doesn't ever get uh overcooked so it's kind of gives you the same uh same result as the reverse sear but a little a little quicker so it's kind of nice so you don't get the i'll have to try that you, you don't get the smoke flavor that would be the one uh, if you're looking for that you don't really get that so but yeah yeah, yeah time wise it's a little quicker so it's kind of nice so yeah <laughs> yeah true <laughs> whatever you got time for right that's it well chris thanks so much man appreciate this uh good luck with the, with the summer and the markets and everything going on there and uh we'll look forward to uh, seeing you out here next uh next summer if, if not sooner so i appreciate that thanks so much for having me awesome bud enjoy the rest of your weekend you are listening to canada's longest running barbecue podcast and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by the barrel boss q a family-owned and operated small business in leduc county alberta and the manufacturer of the original canadian drum smoker whether it is in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way up to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at that next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and visit them online at www.barrelbossq.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A. To see the whole lineup and tell them you heard about them on the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. It is a competition weekend for Moose Knuckle Barbecue as we will be out in beautiful Invermere, B.C. for the Columbia Valley Smoke Show. It will be a small but quality-filled field of competitors. and We're looking forward to getting out there for this event and seeing our friends from the competition circuit. 
The organizers have a lot of exciting stuff planned for the weekend festival around the competition, and it should be a great time. Be sure to stop on by and say hello if you're in the Invermere area. Let's take a quick look at some of the competition standings in Canada and the U.S. The KCBS rankings have Rooters and Tutors TN on top of the Master Series Team of the Year standings, followed closely by Heavy Smoke Barbecue and Getting Basted. North of the border, Saskatchewan's Arrowhead North Barbecue sits atop the list after strong showings in both of the KCBS comps that have been held here so far, with Prairie Smoke and Spice in second and smell a in third. Our Moose Knuckle team is down the list in 28th, but we'll be looking to climb with hopefully a strong cook this weekend. The Championships bar- Champions sorry, Barbecue Alliance is running strong down in Texas with multiple events pretty much every weekend. Scooters BBQ is leading the way in the Team of the Year race, followed by Natural Born Grillers in second and Texas Sweet Heat Barbecue in third. In the IBCA standings for Cook of the Year, Kickin' Cajun Smokehouse is on top, followed by Loaded Smoke and Hideaway Ranch Cookers. Also had a look at the Georgia Barbecue Association where it is all pork, with turn-ins for loin, pork, and ribs. Off the chain is on the top of the standings, with Big Butts Barbecue in second and Rescue Smokers in third. Drop me a line if there are other competition circuits I should be keeping an eye on. I did look at the websites for the PNWBA, the Florida Barbecue Associ- Association, and the Memphis Barbecue Network, but could not find up-to-date rankings. Folks, I am always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out the listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta and then get on out there and show them some support. If you're not in Alberta, please get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. Mm-hmm.